After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Monday night. What day is it at this point? I almost forgot. Who cares? We're recording this from Las Vegas, Nevada. We are doing some broadcast work for the NBA at the NBA G League Winter Showcase. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of work, but you know we brought our stuff on the road because we got to talk some Kings basketball, baby. I was hoping that we would talk some fun Kings basketball, but I mean, there's there's good and bad to take away from that one, but you know what? It just sucks because we're going to talk more bad because the nothing ended up being a W. It all ended up being a big fat L. Guys, getting to the basket far too easy, free throws being missed. Just disappointing a lot. Wait, like that those things are fine if you somehow pull out the win and it's like, man, that was an ugly an ugly win. But tonight it wasn't like that for the Kings. If I would have told you, Ooh. you know you love when I do this. <laughs> I love it. If I would have told you before tonight's game that Sabonis would have a 2027 game. In fact, his final numbers in this one were 28 points, 23 rebounds, seven dimes. De'Aaron Fox would finish with 37 points, and the Kings would get to the free throw time 31 times against the team with the worst record in the NBA, and they're at home. What would you have said, Morgan Reagan? Okay, one... No, far. this is far too close for my liking. Um, two, I would have said the Sacramento Kings won that game against the Hornets. Obviously, easily done deal. Well, they lose 125 to 119, and there's so many things to point to tonight. But, you know, you hear this every time a team comes off a long road trip. Hey, that first game on the home floor after a long road trip's tough. And I've... I, I understand that to a certain extent, I guess. Like, you've been traveling, you get home, you're with the family, you're with friends. But that's like one quarter. Then you settle in. The Kings allowed 39 points in that first quarter. Tons of points in the paint. Kings fans learned Nick Richards' name tonight. And many people don't know who Nick Richards is, but he had an impact on the game. And then we talk about the fact that the Kings were 17 of 31 from the free throw line. Morgan, it is insane to me how they are at the line sometimes. It's literally hot or ice cold at the line. There's like no in between with this so team. So let's start with what you first calm started me down. with. Yeah, calm down because you're going so many places and I need to touch on them all. You talk about Nick Richards and the way that he got so many different point uh, points. He got so many different putbacks tonight for the Hornets. And even after the game, it was funny listening to Kyle and Matt 
And Matt's like, what's that guy's name again? Yeah, Nick Richards. You're not going to forget it now. The way that he just battled it out down low for the Hornets did a fantastic job. But it's not like it was an effort thing for the Kings. You, you look at that first quarter. Just hear me out. You look at that first quarter, and you look at the way that the Hornets were scoring. Ubre was looking like an all-star. LaMelo Ball back finding his groove again. But it wasn't even that, you guys. It was the way that guys were easily getting into the paint. I felt like the pressure, the perimeter pressure wasn't there. And then when guys were getting into the paint, there was no presence there. You know, Sabonis is doing everything he can, um, but just too many miscommunications, too many misrotations, late rotations. It was frustrating to see from this Kings defense early. Again, not an effort thing. I truly believe it was more of like a mental fatigue like type of situation going on with them. Okay. Is that fair? I mean, I think sometimes when, when a team performs poorly, we automatically go to effort, and we do that too many times. That's so what it's you an said. effort thing. Yeah. So I agree with oh, you. Thanks. But there is an effort it takes to overcome mental Facts. adversity. And I'm sorry, Morgan, I can't. I can't deal with any of that stuff tonight because the fact of the matter is, the Hornets came into tonight with the worst record in the NBA, and they played. The night before in Denver when Jokic had that absurd 40-20-10 game. Okay, they're going the second night of a back-to-back. Now, I will say this, and this is the wild side I said this morning. The last time the Kings played the Hornets was October 31st. Coming into that game, Morgan, the Hornets were 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, Yes, I remember After you saying this. 4-20. Yeah. Now... This is not the same Hornets team that has lost eight in a row, really, right? Hayward's back in the fold after being injured. LaMelo's back. Like, Even the fight that they put up against Denver yes. the other night. It, yes, they, they, they did. Yes. They did. But I, you, th- this team has a major disadvantage. They're not as, good as, not as good as you, number one. Number two, you're playing at home. The crowd's into it. you got to take care of business. Dude. And so I... Hey, look, these nights happen in the NBA. I think that's the big reality, and it sucks. These nights are terrible. I'd much rather have this game happen on the road than at home because the Kings play this 15 of 19 at home. These games you can't lose because it can come back to bite you down the road. And you talk about these games happening. It's tough to see, too, when you watch De'Aaron Fox just go off toward the end of the game. The way that he was getting to the basket was just magical at times. Like, uh, no one could stop him. He was playing at his pace. He was playing his game, getting to his spots. And when he has that type of performance and DeMontis Sabonis has the type of uh, performance that he has as well in this one, you just want it to finish off the right way and they just couldn't get things going it didn't matter how close that score was at the end you were saying it even at the end you were like they're just not going to win this one they just don't have it even though we've seen them battle it out find a will to win some of these games just like this they didn't have it tonight and i i think i was disappointed with the the stuff you had mentioned dribble penetration getting backdoored by Ubre, how many times? Offensive rebounding sure. was an issue. They had 18 second chance points. It's not like this Hornets team hit a bunch of threes. They hit 10. Yeah. But the points in the paint, it was Morgan. They had 72 points in the paint in this game. Yeah. That's absurd. And that can't happen. Now, we should also note Harrison Barnes did not finish this game. He left that the game with a right quad. Is it contusion at this point? 
he, either way, he had to leave the game. He did not come back into this game. So that was tough for Sacramento because I thought he had some nice moments where he was attacking. He had that, that jam he had. In the second quarter. HB, are you with me? Let's go. That was nice. No, that was more than nice. It was like he looked 10 years younger just on that dunk. And fun moments for some of these guys. Kevin Herter had some nice shots. And um, I I liked... And by by the way, can can we just... Can we just stop real fast? I made a turnover, and I just want to acknowledge it because... In my head, I said it. It did not sound right. And shout out to the chat for pointing What'd this you out. Sue? I'm a little tired. I said that they had 18 second chance points. That was inaccurate. They had 22 second chance points in the game. I was looking at the points off turnovers uh, for the Hornets. Did anyone else think that, that it was going to be even way worse no, than it, what sorry, just happened? 24 second chance points, 11 offensive rebounds for the um, Hornets in this game. The Kings had 10 offensive rebounds turning into six points. Only six points. Yeah. That's that's some of those tats are really tough to see. Yeah, turnover deuce, and then thinking it was way worse than what it actually was. Thank you so much, chat, for tuning in on that one. Um, yeah, I think really the points in the paint is, and we'll get to the missed free throws in a second. Those are two of the main things that tell the story of tonight's game because it would make sense if this team was fantastic, showed so much dominance game after game after game, scoring in the paint on other teams. Like, they 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 have had games where they just have an offense. They don't even play defense, right? But tonight, they looked like the dominant team that knew how to score in the paint. They looked like at times they got into the paint with ease, which just created more and it allowed someone like Richards to have so many more putbacks, even when they were missing those uh, easy little shots. I think the other big thing that I'm walking away with right now, and I'll, I'll give Sabonis his love because he is playing outrageous basketball. Okay. Th- th- his third 2020 game of the season. I think there's been one other 2020 game this year, right? Sabonis has been a man possessed. He deserves a lot of love. But what is happening happening right now with the Kings and him? It, it's not sustainable. The minutes per game. The last three games, the Toronto game, he played 40. The Pistons game, he played 41. Mm-hmm. And tonight, he played 41. They use Kata off the bench. You know, how many? They do not have a backup center that they feel comfortable with right now. And it is a glaring hole for this team because a couple of things. When Sabonis goes to the bench, they fall apart. They fall apart. They they need his presence out there. So Brown's forced to play him all these minutes. And then the guy that comes off to replace him is not doing enough. They don't want to play Rashawn Holmes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, right? Metsu's back out of the rotation after having like a solid stretch. Alex Land's been sick. He they don't have that, and you know, even Kata gets a chance, but like he's limited at times too. He's a guy yeah. who's still trying to get used to NBA time. They need help at so that spot. They definitely need help, and I I think when you talk about the identity of the Kings' game, that changes when Sabonis goes out. It's not even so much that Deer and Fox can't take over lead and and show something dominant on both ends of the floor. Having that big that solid big that you can depend on that you can rely on to just hold their own out there that's what well, you need to see here's a great example tonight what 
Plumley goes out with foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Nick Richards comes in. And exactly. he gives you a double-double. He did, does it in 20-something yep. minutes. He knows it's a rim run. He plays with energy. He's crashing the glass. Mm-hmm. Knows obviously, his role. Obviously, they play a different system than Sacramento. Sure. I'm not suggesting that. But it's just it's something that I think all fans and people watching this team this season definitely notice there have been weaknesses. Now, for stretches of the season, it was covered up because, like, oh, Metu is – He's he's doing the right thing. Yep. But we, lately, we've noticed the mismatches. Yes. But you're exactly right. He was he, scoring ten points efficiently. Yes. He was in the right spot defensively. Now there's more defensive breakdowns happening again. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I just think you got to get to a point. It's like how with Rashawn. Like you're telling me there's no way. You're telling me a guy who is productive in the NBA, even if you don't think he's a starting caliber big in the NBA, you're telling me he's not a guy. That can give you something out there. Yeah, I don't like, get I it. just I, I don't, don't know how he falls off this much. And yeah. I don't think he has in my point. I think Rashawn could be a capable NBA player. He's making twelve million per year for this team. And I think you saw stretches where he played a few minutes here or there. I think you might have to go that route. Well, it's it's pretty it's interesting when you see the amount of trust that th- they don't trust him. They don't trust him. And I, I guess I just don't understand that when I... Well, I mean, he hasn't played well when he's been out there. Deuce, that's not the point, though. There's these other guys within the rotation that have not played well. We just talked about Chemezi Metu. He started finding his ways, playing disciplined basketball, getting out there. Okay, great. Then Lyles, you know, you see at times what he can do is just a bigger guy out there. And then you have your... your um. G League guy, Nimi Keita, who you and I have talked about so many times, whenever people want to see him, it's so frustrating because we go, okay, we know what he's capable of. He just hasn't shown dominance on a consistent level, even in the G League level. So what is he going to do in the NBA? Kind of what I thought he would do right now, and I need to see him develop a little quicker. He needs to slow down, too. And he does. Everything's So then you're seeing these guys that aren't producing. So why wouldn't Rashawn Holmes just be tried out within those I mean, he's guys. on your team for now. That's, yeah, that's kind of my point. And I can't figure out how to say the words no, right. It's taken me fine. a long time, but yeah. Uh, Will Z with a great stat he sent us. The frustrating part about the 72 points in the paint is that coming into the game, the Hornets were shooting 62% in the restricted area, worst in the league. Mm. Tonight, they were 23 of 33 in the restricted area. 78.8%. They missed 10 in the restricted area. And look, that's another thing we go to, rim protection, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, 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 you're, you're seeing the warts of this team and you're going to see them because like, just because they win games, those don't just magically go away. And so you have to be realistic about it. And you, you have to think that Monty is going to be looking at things because there's guys around the league that are going to be available. I know a popular name with Kings fans, Mo Bamba. He's not really playing at sure. Orlando. Okay. Is that someone, uh, Hartenstein, we talked about. Like, th- there are options out there that they could look at, and who knows which way they go. I think one of the most frustrating parts is usually after losses, you you hear so much chatter around all the changes that need to be done with the Sacramento Kings. I think after this loss, and not just because it was against a bad team, um, it was in a lot of ways there was – so many of their flaws were exposed in a game like this. And it was that moment, a lot of moments in tonight's game, especially in the paint, that it was like, ah, 
that really is something that needs to be fixed fast. If you're not going to trust Rashawn Holmes, if you're not going to go with any of your other bigs that are on your roster, you need to make some changes and you need to make them fast. You talk about it not being sustainable for Domas Sabonis. Yeah, you get beat up out there as a big in the way that he plays this game in the way that he's running the floor it's just not going to last an entire NBA season I think the other thing uh looking at tonight um Keegan picked up his fourth foul early third quarter he had to sit out for an extended period of time but once he got back in there you know I, I just think the Kings especially with how he's been playing lately need to try to do more to get him shot because I feel like he's in a much better rhythm right now. He ends up tonight 3 of 5 from downtown. He had 11 points. He had a block, one rebound, a steal. He did that in 31 minutes of work. So that is something that's like, get him going a little bit. And then Kevin Herter, you know, he continues to struggle here. That's nine points for him tonight on 3 of 11 shooting. Yeah, and some of his shots, you know, looked really smooth. And I, I love that about Kevin Herter when he does get a few things going, but going back to Keegan Murray, you talk about people needing to get him open. Something I need to watch now on Wednesday night, because are you sure it's not him needing to well, find a better way to get himself open to move even more so without the basketball? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And we've talked about this with him too. You know, it, it seems, and I don't have the stats, but he gets blocked a lot. Mm. And I think part of that is when he's on drives, it, he's just Soft. not. A, he needs to get in the guy's body a yeah. little bit, you know. And, and because he, when he did, it works. Yes, and he he's been doing a better job of that. He's just got it, and I don't know. Maybe that's just not in his game at this point where he's used to doing that. He's just like usually bigger, and he's not used to playing against these freak athletes who could block your shot. But, dude, this is the NBA. Like, guys are freak athletes, and they're strong, and they're athletic. They're bouncy. You got to get into guys and get some space so you can get your shot over someone, or you got to go jam it on somebody, too. Yeah, and so he's those are capable. Things, oh, he's 100% capable. Um, so, yeah. Overall, just a really, really disappointing bad loss for the Kings. I put a poll question up. You love these poll questions, Morgan. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Shout out to everyone here watching us live. What's by up, the way. party people? Uh, if you're in the chat, by the way, make sure to hit the thumbs up button and uh, subscribe. Um, how do you feel about the loss? The options. Yeah. Sucks, but these games happen. Okay. Ugh, come on. And concerned. Bad loss. I want to know what your answer is, and then I also want you to guess where you think what you think is leading right now. Okay, what was the first one? One more time. Sucks, but these games happen. Okay. Uh, come on. Yeah. And concerned, bad loss. So I'm obviously, I'm always the first pick. I feel like sucks, but these games happen. And just really quick, because I did tell you after this loss, I was like, Deuce, every team in the NBA has losses like this, you know, and in every fan base is going to get frustrated and feel like, okay, things need to change, things need to change. But it is the NBA, it's a long season, and when there are losses like this, you just can't freak out. But you can be concerned and look forward to making some changes. Yeah, I fall in that category too. You know, it, it, when you have one of these losses, you go, okay, a good team responds. Yeah. And they, and they start putting it together. They don't have one of the, you have If you're a good team, you have one of these maybe two a year okay 
Well, you know what I mean. Like at home, Do, like the Bucks. The Bucks have had some weird losses. Yeah, but the Bucks, like when they lose by it's forty, they lose to Memphis. Now you're right. There have been t- Houston beat Philly. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, look, like it happens, man. OKC beat the Grizzlies the other night. You know, I'm looking around the NBA tonight to see if there's anything weird. The shorthanded Minnesota T Wolves tonight beat without Gobert and Cat. They beat Dallas tonight. So, yeah, it does happen in the NBA, Dallas but I think the weird, perspective yeah. is you look at the NBA and this this team was losing a ton of games, second half, but it sucks. So, yeah. you're right. These games do happen. It's just, all right, how do you respond from it? Like, Wednesday when the Lakers come to town without AD, you got you to gotta win that game. So, where was everyone on that poll question? Sorry, I oh, kept sir. elaborating on to how I felt. Uh, everyone on that poll question, uh, 48% of people say sucks, but these games happen. 35% go, says, oh, come on. <laughs> and then 17% say concern, bad loss. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't get concerned off one loss, you know. I think they've been pretty solid coming off a six-game road trip, but... Don't turn this into habit. You got to clean up defensively. Like the rotations have to be better. They're weak. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Side help, cutting off baseline. You can't be getting Simple killed things. on the glass. This is attention to detail. You know, yeah. and, you know, did they overlook this team tonight? Honestly, it's possible. You come home. They knew the crowd was going to be into it, and the crowd was awesome tonight. It was a sold-out crowd on a Monday Dude. night with a team with the worst record in the NBA, okay? So you go around other NBA markets, even the Pelicans, for as good as they are, there's a ton of empty seats at their, at their building. Sacramento, a little different, right? Like, yeah. this, 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 you rely on that. Maybe you start thinking, oh, we got this team they played last night. You don't want a team to think like that. I think that stuff does creep in your head every once in a while, like, ah, oh, this we got this tonight. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a different mentality sometimes going into a game that you may feel and what's you you can't have that mentality. It's easier said than done, yeah. so I'm not just going to act like, "Oh, you just can't do that." But you saw Sabonis after this loss going off the floor and he was not happy. He was not a happy camper and I love that competitive side of him, right? Like, he understands that this is a bad loss. And for the Kings, you just got to respond when you look ahead to Wednesday's game with no AD. 
Uh, before we talk more about that, I yeah. do want to get some post-game stuff. Please. James Hamm put out some tweets, and this goes to what we were just saying. Uh, according to Mike Brown, Rashawn Holmes will get another look at the backup center spot at some point. Sounds like Namias Kata will get more opportunity as well. Uh, Mike Brown said he hasn't checked on Harrison Barnes. He did leave the game with a right quad contusion in the third. Mike Brown also said he's going to keep searching at the backup center position. Quote, I can't play Domas 40 minutes a night. End quote. Uh, De'Aaron says, in this league, truthfully, anybody can beat anybody. Worst team could beat the best team in the league on any given night. The way we played, we didn't deserve to win, says Mike Brown. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I got to ask you about the free throws. What yeah, the hell? What the shit is that? Well, De'Aaron only missed two. Which he was seven of nine. I was, I, hey, I'll take that. You know, you're going to miss free throws sometimes, obviously. But when you get that many opportunities and you're still going to miss all the, you look at that final score, this is one of those games that you can also look at the free throws. We talked about the game early on this season with the Clippers, same type of situation. It was like they played well. They just missed a lot of free throws. Tonight, it wasn't like they were playing amazing. They weren't playing atrocious. They could have won this one, obviously, if they had made their free throws. The culprits tonight, Keegan Murray 0 for 2. Barnes missed 3. Sabonis missed 3. He was 2 of 5. Herter missed both of his. Herter... Can't shoot tough. free throw. What's going on? Dude, there's another guy tonight in the G League. He was he's like a 40% three-point shooter and shoots 56% from the free throw line. That's it, weird. It, 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 it's a, such a weird thing. And I heard someone else talking about shooters in basketball and how if you can't make your free throws, then you're like just not this pure shooter. Even if you have this fantastic percentage from um the beyond the arc or even from the field and i thought that was an interesting thing i don't think that falls under i don't think that goes for every single person that doesn't make their free throws but for kevin herter he's got to figure that shit well, out and he's just got to start knocking down some shots again i mean he's got to be it. a little more consistent yeah. with that i mean he's got to have better shooting nights keegan's got to get more involved uh frankie cardicelli over at sacktown sports had this stat darren fox and sabonis tonight against charlotte 65 uh 65 points combined 59 percent shooting 28 rebounds nine assists the rest of the kings scored 54 points shot 37 percent had 14 rebounds and 14 assists so yeah you, you just I'm more concerned about leaning so heavily on Fox and Sabonis because those guys are going to get the most attention. You need to have more balance. And I feel like when the Kings are kind of playing their best basketball throughout this season, it's because of the balance. It's like, yeah, Fox and Sabonis are going to do their thing, but hey, Monk chipped in 18. Mm -hmm. Herter gave you 18. Barnes gave you 15 or this game. Or even when Keegan. someone else isn't stepping yeah, up, yeah. someone else is, right? You, you had Barnes ending up going out of this one, and it seemed like a tough loss for this Kings roster tonight. They almost needed his presence out there and no one else could really step up and be that fiery guy that they needed to see. De'Aaron almost really took over at the end though and finished that one off. They just needed help from everyone else. All right, next up for the Sacramento Kings, Morgan Reagan, Wednesday night, the Lakers come to town. Uh, tonight, they lost in Phoenix, 130 to 104. <laughs> LeBron James did not play in that game. They started Beverly, Schroeder, uh, Bryant, Brown Jr., and Walker. Uh, Schroeder had 30 points on 12 of 19 shooting. Um, <laughs> this Lakers team, I don't know, is LeBron going to play? AD's out. Uh, Russ did not play in this game either. Huh. 
So kind of a weird night for them. I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, it was at one point I saw that they were down 20 and Beverly scored and did the too small. Oh. You can't do that when you're... Anyway, they Why? lost 130 to 104. So they are um, 13 and 17 on the season as they come to Sacramento. That is so embarrassing. I know. Like, no. But, um, okay, another game you look at and you don't want to look at this one as, all right, we got this. AD is out. Russ is a mess. I mean, but or whatever is happening. I don't know why he didn't play tonight. Um, and LeBron, we'll see what happens with him. It's like you're in the NBA. There's, you could be shorthanded. Harrison Barnes, who knows you, if he'll be able to go if he's got that right quad contusion. You, those things are a pain. You could be shorthanded, but you're also now not going up against a dominant big like Anthony Davis. And that seems to be sometimes the biggest thing that can affect the Sacramento Kings in the way that they want to play their game. So take advantage of that. Even if LeBron is out there, he's going to get his. Don't allow the rest of the team to beat you. We're going to hang out for a few more minutes on the live stream, but that's going to do it for the audio portion of the podcast. We'll be back Wednesday night on Kings and Lakers. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have an amazing rest of your day. See ya. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. All right, post show time. Since we did not talk to people on Discord or anything, because we don't have the setup capabilities at this point. In time with our setup in Vegas, we just wanted to uh, check in with the crowd. What a shitty game to talk about anyway. Can we really talk about now? What a shitty yeah, game right. to talk about. Uh, over under, why are you cutting off the audio part before the night chat? Dude, the, so the, this is going to be a condensed version. So just a little background. We are in Las Vegas for doing NBA broadcast work for the G League Showcase. All 30 G League teams are in town playing games at Mandalay Bay. There's a couple of courts. You got practice courts, too. It's insane. Every time you walk through the casino, you just see a ton of tall people everywhere. Tonight, we did a, two games. I was working the sidelines. Morgan was doing some analyst work. It was fun doing the sidelines. Dude, you... I'm not going to lie. You fucking crushed it. You did. I'm no, mean. you did. Like, I got to hear all your hits. But then it was fun because we got to kind of communicate back and forth with Deuce a little bit. And it was just, I don't know. I've never had that interaction with a sideline reporter before. And it was fun. You had the answers. You were just great to um, have that communication with. Well done tonight. And do, hey. Do you see what's in my hand? What? This is a mic. What does You that could mean? put me on the sidelines. This is Outside, stupid. No one inside, cares. on headset. In a I like hotel room. Right now. The reality is when the lights go on, that camera's on, they say three, two, one. Deuce Mason is ready. There should be no surprise when I go patrol the sidelines and do this. I can't like even do a promo okay, uh, right now. In all honesty, Barf. a lot of fun. And Thank dude, you. we're watching a how about shout out Vernon Carey, dude. Vernon Carey at Capital City Go Go. That dude had 19 points in the fourth quarter, finished with 35 points. I go. So I, they tossed to me, Morgan uh, tossed to me, uh, and <laughs> I, I'm talking to Vernon Carey after the game. I go, Vernon, man, 19 points in the fourth quarter. And he goes, shit. <laughs>
it was, was cool seeing some of these guys' reactions. But it's not only that though. It's like you guys, Shams is is there just walking oh, around. You Danny know? Ainge, every Daryl yeah. Moore, all the GMs and executives were just walking around by. the NBA are at the winter showcase. It's a who's who of NBA front office personnel, and they're watching this. Like you've got eight teams participating in like a, a showcase uh, cup for the winter showcase where they're the winning team gets a hundred thousand dollars but all the teams are here and you're going well what do they have to play for dude they have to play for scouts who are here mm -hmm. if there are agents nba personnel guys help people from overseas maybe watching you don't know who's watching but the reality is you come out here and you play well you never know what's going to happen and, and that's what's so you know the second game we did was were two teams salt lake city and capital city who they're not in the tournament. They have nothing to play for at this point, right? These games for them don't count in the record books or anything. No, they're going out there and just playing. Yeah. And, and I just think it's cool. It's, it's been fun. Well, it, what's so cool about it, too, you guys, is that there's guys diving on the ground for a loose ball. You yeah. know, there's guys clapping their hands together, getting their whole team up and energetic. I mean, whether it's for the money, whether it's for a future in the, pride, the NBA. Man. Yeah, it's all there. It's just some really fun basketball being played here. And for Deuce and I, too, it's oh. this, this experience is pretty insane because you're basically told here's four days of games and you're going to do one, two or three games per day. Right. And here we're not going to tell you what teams you got until the day before you come. So Sunday we get all the, the teams, we fly into town, fly into Vegas, go get to a all production the teams, meeting at six, go to a production meeting. And then we start going, all right, time to work. We start filling out our charts, right? Maybe end our our charts and our prep around 11.30. Then get up. It's like 6 a.m. Okay, more charts, more prep, all the way until almost 1 p.m. Uh, you I went got, to shoot around. I, I, I went to shoot around this morning. I took a nap. It's it's interesting because, you know, you know, you're prepping for games. I do it all the time. But it's so fun, too. When you prep for – you're prepping for multiple games and teams you don't know – Woo. players you don't Woo. know i'm it's a, like it's a grind it's fun it's a grind though like and like right now i am exhausted it's 11 o'clock at night i'm like i gotta be up by 6 30 again tomorrow and do it again it's fun what time is what, your first game tomorrow you're uh, not till the no, evening right eight, dude by the way eight o'clock tomorrow night nba tv oh, i think yeah. you're on before on nba tv you got a double header on nba tv tomorrow starting at five ish five thirty okay why did i think i was two o'clock tomorrow not tomorrow, man. All right. Oh, yeah. So I'm later tomorrow, too. Hey, I'm, yeah. all, I'm on the sidelines, 8 <laughs> o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah. So, no, it's just, again, and it's like we're not going to do any prep tonight. We had night chat tonight. We wanted to make sure that we got to talk Kings with all of you, which, by the way, it's just one of those nights, too, where I was hoping after a long day it was going to be fun basketball, Kings basketball that we watched at the end of the day. No, we got you know, a loss, and there are some good things, but for the most part, you just want to talk about a win. Yeah, tough, tough. I was just starting to forget about the loss, and you brought it back I'm up. sorry, dude. I'm sorry. No, you're right. I shouldn't even talk about it anymore. This is post-chat. Uh, let's see here. Let's get some people in the chat. We kept talking about the chat. Let's go. Um, a lot of people talking about Rashawn Holmes. Some good, some bad out there. Thank you, Lizzie. Saying proud of you, too. Appreciate that. Rory says the uh, Stockton Kings are playing tomorrow at three thirty. Yeah, we. You know, it's crazy. We're not calling any of the Stockton games while we're here. I don't know. And we, we, I'm going to go though. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm going to go hang out with my Stockton peeps. Oh yeah. 
Uh, Sean says, should Rashawn get some time? I think he should, yeah, and I think he will. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you, you don't you don't just let um, that go to waste. Yeah, Michael says, uh, people are claiming he should play more. There's a reason Holmes isn't playing. They chose a G League player over him. Come on now. Well, in all fairness, Namias Kate is playing in the G League, but uh, he's he has a contract with the Sacramento Kings. This is a two-way contract, and he's a young player who's getting reps in the G League. So... The reality is that backup center spot is not a good spot for them right now at all. Did, I think the, did the Blazers lose tonight too? I thought so, so, some people in the chat were talking about that. Blazers lost to Oklahoma City tonight. Shea Gilgis Alexander hit the game winner. He had 30, 35 points for him tonight. Oh. So again, you know, it obviously OKC is not as bad uh, record wise as Charlotte. Right. But, yeah. No, in 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 Charlotte with all the dysfunction that we kept talking about with them. Dude. It sucks being that yes. team that they break their losing skid with. And it's just like, really? It had to be on our home floor. Barf. Crazy Dave. What if the Lakers wanted Deuce and Mo to be the play-by-play team, but Deuce would have to wear a man bone? Dude, I don't even... I just, it would never happen. Like, you could play the what if game, but the Lakers wouldn't even... Hide. They wouldn't. They would never want us. Yeah. They would. They would want, like... Lakers. Piece. Our time will come at some point. You oh know? yeah. Uh, and you know what? Got to keep grinding. Here's the perspective I have on all this. What? Four years ago, you you mentioned this on Twitter last night. I did. Four years ago, we were watching the showcase, mm-hmm. going, "Man, we got a broadcast there, man. Like goals, like let's do it." You got to do it last year. Yeah. I did not get to do it last year, and my whole thing was like, "I'm. I have to go this year. I have to find a way." To put myself in a position, show off my work, showcase your work, meet people, build relationships, and see where that gets me. And I've got, I got lucky enough to come here. I'm doing sidelines for games, and then I've got a couple of play-by-play gigs at the end of the week. For me, I'm like, this is a huge win. Like, in perspective, it's a I, huge I, I win. Am, we are part of a broadcast team in the NBA Dude. for a G League showcase. No, That's it's, a huge one. I'm so happy. It's so fun. I, I love that. I'm so glad that you have this perspective because and you guys are just like getting the inside look on this because it's like, it's all about that perspective, right? Like the amount of shit we do to try and be really good at anything that has to do with broadcasting, the amount of time, the grind, it's like... It's cool when these moments happen that feel like validation yeah. or it pays off a little bit. And um, yeah, looking back four years ago, it's just like always set a goal. Always and always, 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 always do all the work that is necessary if you truly want to reach that goal. So this is so fun. So cool. Crazy Dave said, well, you're not going to say anything about do- getting a man bun. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with my hair after this offseason. Maybe my new gimmick will be different hairstyles every year. You know, maybe, I'll, maybe I should bleach it, you know? No. You can do what you want, but I'm going to go, no, I don't think so. Maybe one time I'll cut my hair and just, like, chop it off short. Really? You're, you're not doing that. Probably wouldn't. But you know how, like, some people, like... Lisa Rinna from the Real Housewives has like the same haircut. For- We've reached that portion of this little night chat yeah. we're having. Uh, Sotnam in the chat says, there's so many guys who get burned on this team. You forget some guys like uh, Metu and KZ today. Yeah. Um, I was surprised KZ didn't get some runs, especially with some of the defensive breakdowns and what Ubre was able to do in this game. I mean, Ubre finishes with 31 and nine. You'd think that would have been a good matchup, right? I just hit my 
tooth with the mic. Like, can you imagine if I cracked my tooth? Yeah, I could imagine it because. But I still do the broadcast. Yes. With a cracked tooth, you think you think they let me? Dude, I think you even have a pimple on your face. You're gonna need makeup. Do you tomorrow. really want to talk about pimples on faces? I know. I do you have, really want to say that? No, because I have dry. I have you got dr- dry the skin ass. of a teenager. Okay, I have dry ass Vegas skin right now. No, it's uh, like my freezing. My lips are so dry from okay, Vegas. Same. Yes. Okay. Good, good, good. Not just uh, me. Charles in the chat offering this perspective. Boston lost, lost twice in a row to Orlando at TD. Boston's the best team in the league. That loss is just not a big deal. The world is not ending. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Look, one of the games Tatum didn't play, but even without Tatum, you've got Brown. You've got yeah. a ton of talent on that team. They lost two games in a row. Um, yes, I mean, that's... You, perspective. Yes, that's the perspective. I don't think anyone should be freaking out over one loss. It sucks. It happened. You move on. You bounce back, and you got a lot of home games coming up here. This is where you can really, really make your season. Is this stretch of, you know, fifteen of nineteen on your home floor? Yeah, I, I, I think Deuce, you mentioned this when we were testing out our equipment earlier today. It was just more like it's another test for the Kings. This little stretch of basketball, being on your home court this week, and you know, sometimes I think we talk about each road trip or a little chunk of games being a test being a test but they're all different tests with different angles right with different goals um with different reasons why it is just another test and uh you look at these this stretch of games on your home floor and they failed tonight they failed the test I love the perspective of seeing it's the NBA teams are going to lose you're going to have those type of nights but yeah it just sucks when you get the F at the end of the it's night. It's also a night where you go, okay, look in the mirror a little bit. Understand that you can't, it doesn't matter. You're not good enough of a team at this point to play like your C minus game, especially defensively and no. not being like, you're not that good of a team. You're no. not. Okay. No, no, no. You're an improved team. There are better aspects of this team. And this is why I think people are so frustrated with this loss tonight. It's like, Man, you lose this game at home? This is a game you lose in Charlotte or something where things just aren't going your way. Losing this game at home? Sold out crowd? Yeah. So Tough to see. Well, hey, it's been fun. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we'll be back again live Wednesday night. Um, following Kings Lakers. It'll actually probably be Thursday morning. Uh, make sure to watch us on NBA TV tomorrow. We're doing G League Winter Showcase. I'll be on the sidelines. Morgan doing some analyst work. Uh, we'll be with Chris Miles, who's doing play-by-play. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Uh, we love you guys so, so, so much, but we got to go. Dude, thanks for being here on a Monday night. We'll see you later this week. See ya! Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.